for ELO students is um, to create an environment where students feel accepted um, with their cultural identity um, and to create an environment that's inclusive. Um, you know, students should have confidence to express their opinions and have a sense of voice. Um, and in order to do that, they need to know that their culture and their language is valued. Um, I believe the classroom is a microsystem of society, so if we can mirror the same idea that you know, we have multilingual societies and therefore we have multilingual classrooms, I think that would be largely beneficial. Um, and this way, if they're able to see themselves in the learning environment, um, then they're more likely to feel empowered and to feel that they're able to meet those expectations. Um, I want students to feel empowered to set goals uh, with appropriate supports in place, and they should be able to achieve them. Uh, and then the main one is just that, you know, they're able to choose pathways that are honoring their, their strengths and their interests, um, and they're able to envision themselves, um, including our education system, and being where they want to be in society or following whatever their dreams are. Um, you know, if students feel that, if students have a high sense of self, and esteem, um, and that their unique identity is valued, um, I think that can be very empowering. And we want to make sure that we're doing this by supporting them, you know, emotionally, academically, and on um, a personal level. My vision for ELL students is also to create an environment where other students who are non-ELL students um, appreciate the diversity of different people, and that there's just all in all the sense of um, love of languages within the classroom and the school. So this can be done by mirroring that multilingual approach to learning. What does this action plan look like to bring this vision to fruition? So in terms of setting goals for your classroom to make sure you're achieving the vision, um, I really want my classroom to be warm and welcoming for students and their families. So in order to do this, I want to make sure, you know, that I'm getting to know my students and that I'm really learning um, about their home lives, their uh, home countries, and what their identities are, what kinds of foods they eat, what the traditions are, you know, what languages are spoken at home, uh, because it really helps you to develop lessons that are responsive culturally and um, helps you to kind of reflect on what are some appropriate topics, maybe some inappropriate topics, depending on, you know, what the situation of your family or student is. Um, if you have a refugee student coming out something particularly traumatic, uh, perhaps it's a topic you're going to stay away from for the time being. Um, and we really want, uh, you know, the main goal for a classroom is obviously that you're, you're building a classroom community that is supportive of one another and, um, that you're building on each other up and that you're really cultivating, you know, a classroom that's positive and constructive to one another and where students feel empowered and they're really lending their learning to one another. Um, and the last piece is make sure that we're really, um, you know, informed in your, your planning by conducting appropriate you know, assessment, um, particularly with the initial assessment, so make sure that, you know, you are collecting enough information so that you can build off of that student's L1 and L2 um, languages. So um, really knowing where they're at when they come into your classroom and sort of 
setting goals for where they can get to um, and monitoring that progress. Um, and that can be done successfully, successfully, sorry, by, um, you know, really providing student voice so that they're engaged and making the assignment personalized and really paying attention to what their learning um, methods are and their strategies and helping to build up those and what structures work best for them and ensuring that it's a really um, conducive environment to their learning styles and that you're differentiating where it's appropriate. Um, and then the last one that I've added in since um, really reflecting on two classmates um, or, or other teachers input here is just maybe being very mindful of the language that you use in class. Um, so making sure that you're encouraging students to support one another, provide constructive and meaningful feedback, but also maybe trying to stay away from some slang that might confuse ELL students. So when it comes to resources, I think the main one is obviously ensuring that you're using a variety of, um, you know, a multilingual text or pictures, audio, video, all of that stuff within your classroom. Um, that allows students to pull from their L1 knowledge to build on that with their L2 language knowledge. Um, another one is obviously ensuring that when it comes to resources that, you know, we're just using images and stems of work um, in all different cultures um, and representing those around the classroom just so, again, we're building that sense of self in that um, identity. Um, as well, mentorship programs are a great resource, and you know, helping to pair students who are maybe better in ELL um, with newcomers um, can really foster community um, and citizenship within school. It helps to empower, you know, maybe our veteran ELL students while also giving um, a little bit of comfort and you know, safety to our newcomers. Um, using technology uh, can very beneficial so whether that's for translation uh, you know that's helping um, to them to assist to decode or code something um, and then scaffolding um, you know making sure that students are part of the, the design process of lessons and the design process when it comes to you know developing policies expectations um, you know we want to affirm their um, identity as well as empower them. So by incorporating this into the lesson, that's a big help. Um, and also kind of helps to avoid certain assumptions. Uh, we've talked a lot about reflection in teaching and reflection about our ideas and different cultures. So, um, by transferring some of this um, empowerment to students, it helps us to kind of gain new perspectives, which can be very be beneficial. When it comes to instruction, there's a lot of different strategies that we can use. Um, you know, first and foremost, I think just ensuring, you know, that we're conducting all our diagnostic testing just to kind of see where students are starting at. Um, you know, looking at all of their initial samples and their, um, you know, interviews with families and students collecting personal information so that we have a starting place. Um, and then from there, you know, tailoring all of our lessons in a way that um, you know, incorporates their identity, um, maybe their interests, um, you know, using writing samples to help guide 
the students in what the expectations are um, and just developing those um, expectations with the students so that um, you know they have a voice in the matter um, and then in terms of the format of learning so just using you know one-to-one pairing small group large groups so that students don't always feel intimidated and just testing out kind of what works for everyone um, and allowing that kind of pair share setup so that they're collaborating with one another in a way that's less intimidating um, and then in, in Moving back to the resources in the classroom, um, just allowing students to do what works for them. So, you allow students if they need to draw on their L1 language, um, you know, permitting that, and then making sure the resources are available, whether that's transition, uh, translating tools uh, used by technology, um, whether they need to record you or record themselves and watch you back, um, just kind of accommodating these different needs uh, when it comes to either the products or um, that they're producing. Um, ensuring that they have that support. So, uh, you know, we looked for the mentorship program um, where students uh, can get help from somebody who maybe has to share something L1 um, or doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You know, you can be parents with students, uh, you know, who share similar L2 levels um, or students according to what their cultural background is. If that's, um, you know, for what is needed. As well, we want to make sure that you know students. Uh, you know, we're using the step continua to uh, monitor kind of what their progress is from their, you know, where their prior knowledge was, and sort of what we need to get to, and um, what steps in terms of oral reading and writing to be taken. Um, and I think that's the gist of it. Um, and then a few other things, just in terms of you know resources for the students, ensuring that you know like. They have a map of the school, um, families as well. They know where all the classes are. Um, you know, that they know where all the resources are, uh, where the different personnel within the school are, who um, parents need to get in contact with. Um, sort of that communication piece, making sure teachers are communicating with not only the students, but the families. So whether that's, you know, through email or um, phone calls, uh, using different apps, sending out newsletters, um, just so that families can understand what's happening um, within the school community and they can participate um, as families. These are all different methods of ensuring um, you know, that we're meeting our goals and creating that vision.